This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Adam Patrick. All right. Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, the official podcast for thevikingage.com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for The Viking Age. Uh, Before we get started today, make sure to follow The Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. The site's username on Twitter is at The Viking Age, and you can follow the site's Facebook page by heading to facebook.com slash The Viking Age. All right, on today's show, we are joined by Mr. Grant Schwieger, he is part of our staff here at the Viking Age, and he's here to just talk about kind of some of the, the current things going on with the Vikings. Um, so welcome to the show, Grant. Thank you, Adam. Thank you for having me. Excited to excited to be here and talk some Vikings. No problem. All right. So Kevin O'Connell, he is the reported new Vikings head coach. He cannot be officially announced or signed or hired or whatever until the Super Bowl ends per, per league rules. Um, so barring any last minute changes, a la Josh McDaniels or something, Kevin O'Connell, the Los Angeles Rams offensive coordinator appears to be the next head coach of the Vikings, their 10th coach in uh, the team history. So, um, just what are some of your, your thoughts on, on that hiring and, and what you think, I guess what you thought about it when it, it was first announced? Yeah, I was, I was pretty on board with it. Um, I guess it was announced, what was it, maybe a half hour after it was announced that Harbaugh was not right. coming here. So it's kind of a quick uh, turnabout. I I was pretty excited at the idea of Kevin O'Connell when I first, you know, the buzz came out about him. I was like, oh, sure. Sean McVay's best friend, got him <laughs> coffee in the morning, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, <clears throat> as you look through all the head coaches that are coming out of that tree, it's success after success after success. And mm-hmm. I mean, if you scroll under the comments on Vikings Twitter midseason, all everybody is clamoring for is a young offensive minded head mm-hmm. coach that can get Justin Jefferson the ball. And I mean, we did exactly that. We got the offensive coordinator from the team that's in the Super Bowl and their best wide receiver is leads the league in about every category. Mm-hmm. So that's about ex- exactly what Vikings fans have been asking for. So I'm on board with it. Cool. Yeah. Justin Jefferson. I don't know if you saw, but he's already excited about having O'Connell on board because of how well Cooper Cup 
was able to play in his offense and how you know open he's able to get despite being probably double or even triple teamed at times. So it'll be fun, yeah, to see what he can do with Justin Jefferson. I'm sure he's excited. Um, you, saw, you talked about Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, uh, still the head coach at Michigan for now. Uh, it's, it seemed like he was the favorite when, uh, you know, things were going into it. It sounded like all the reports were that, you know, if he, if he's offered the job, he's going to take it. It sounds like he's, he's not going there without the job, blah, blah, blah. But then the Vikings, you know, reportedly didn't even give him an offer. So what, what were your, some of the thought, some of the thoughts about Harbaugh as far as being the head coach of the Vikings? Were you disappointed that they didn't get him or were you, you're fine with, with their choice? I'm definitely fine with their choice. I just I couldn't get myself to get on board with the all the Jim Harbaugh noise. I just felt as if all the stories about him and his past. I mean, he's sure he's been successful, but mm-hmm. the Vikings have, you know, we're just you know all the talk about when you fire a coach, usually you're gonna hire the opposite every time. Mm-hmm. And so we fire a older, which is fine, but older, you know, mm-hmm. cocky, arrogant, you know, <laughs> no confident kind of guy. Yeah, no nonsense, you know, just we don't need to go on and on describing what Mike Zimmer was. We all know it <laughs> by now, but, yeah. you know, and then to turn around and hire somebody who is pretty similar in a lot of those characteristics seemed kind of backwards to me. It wouldn't have made sense, in my opinion, for Quasi Adolfo Mensa to come in as a, you know, a new young GM, you know, first real big role of prominence and then to hire uh you know, a head coach that would be, you know, more experienced and mm-hmm. pushing, you know, him to say, oh, hey, you know, we should hire this guy or we should sign this guy. We should, you know, do this, do that. And I just imagine Harbaugh would want a lot more roster control mm-hmm. than, say, a uh, Kevin O'Connell or a Raheem Morris, mm-hmm. Patrick Graham, whoever it would have been. And I just, to me, that just didn't really make sense. I didn't know why Quasi Adolfo Mensa would want that. So, it made me happy to see that they treated Harbaugh just like a regular interview, like they did all the other candidates. They didn't go in thinking that, you know, focusing on this guy. They kept their, their head straight. For sure. Harbaugh was, uh, I, I won't be afraid to admit it, he was at the top of my list before the coaching search even started just because of his success um, with the 49ers and how they went to three NFC championships in four years. I mean, that success can't be ignored. Um, but I do understand the Vikings wanting to go in a different direction considering where they just came from. Um, I don't view Harbaugh as much as maybe a problem in the locker room as maybe Zimmer was as far as dividing people uh, in the offense and defense, but he was definitely a problem, has been a problem in the, in the media. He doesn't really, he's not a big fan of the media, which, you know, most coaches probably aren't, but he makes it pretty well known. And I don't think the Wilfs, really liked that aspect of Mike Zimmer, especially towards the end where it was kind of just getting real chippy. Um, so they kind of wanted to have a fresh start with a fresh face. Um, and and like like you said, I respect them for, for just following their process and giving him the same interview that they gave to Patrick Graham or, or Kevin O'Connell or Raheem Morris, um, that he wasn't given any special treatment or anything. He was, you know... The job was not his before he got there. He had to come in and earn it. Um, and a- apparently something happened in between that kind of led the Vikings to to not want to hire him. I'm, I'm not sure what that was. My gut feeling is that they that he, you know, probably didn't want 
the roster to change a whole lot just to like try and figure out a way to keep a lot of the same guys and get under the cap, including Kirk Cousins. Um, but I think the Vikings have a different plan, which kind of leads me to my next question. What do you think the hiring of, o- of O'Connell and not Harbaugh says about the, the direction that the Vikings are, are about to be heading in? Yeah. Um, that's a good question. And about Harbaugh, you know, I wasn't necessarily like, you know, I could have convinced myself on him fairly easily had we hired him, but yeah, I'm thinking along the same lines as you is the reason he didn't, you know, that whatever went wrong halfway through the the interview probably had something to do with roster Mm -hmm. in one way or the other. Or even how much he wanted to make. There's reports that he wanted to make like 10 million a year and the Vikings are probably like, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah. (laughs) Wolves don't, don't strike me as the ownership to show that out. You know, I mean, so, yeah, I I think, you know, Harbaugh has definitely had a lot of success everywhere he's been. I just, I don't feel as if, like, sure, Mike Zimmer, you know, most Vikings fans agree it was kind of time for him to go, but I also don't think one head coach is keeping this team from being, you know, winning the division or, right. you know, winning a couple playoff games. And I just struggled to imagine how Jim Harbaugh was going to come in and just magically snap his fingers with the roster mm-hmm. that we currently have and, you know, all of a sudden make us contenders again. I just, I didn't see necessarily how that was going to shake out. And I didn't necessarily see Jim Harbaugh thinking that a, a retooling or a rebuilding process right. was going to go. And Kevin O'Connell probably has much more leeway in terms of having a year where they're maybe not crazy competitive. Maybe they're at the bottom of the in the hunt graphic. Mm-hmm. Maybe they even still make the playoffs as a mm-hmm. six or a seven seed, but O'Connell wouldn't be under as much pressure to win right off the bat. And right. I don't think as it stands, this roster is under any circumstance going to be competing for a Super Bowl next year. So it's probably good to, you know, get our mindsets right, right away and not give ourselves some false hope or anything. Yeah. I think the, when they brought Quasi in, I feel like that, was the feeling pretty much immediately like, okay, they're going with a younger, younger guy, more, I wouldn't say data driven. Cause that, you know, analytics, right. Apparently it, it feels like a dirty word at this point where to describe someone where I don't even, I think Quasi even commented like, I, I don't even, you know, really care about analytics. Um, in that sense, he just uses form various forms of data, including watching film, uh, to figure out what he wants to do. Um, but yeah, I think that's, the direction they're kind of going and you kind of get a restart. You got a new regime in here. Rick Spielman's not here for the first time since what, 2006. Yeah. So I think things are going to look very different over the next few uh, weeks, months. Um, and the approach to everything is going to be different Free agency, the draft. I don't think they're going to have 17 picks in the seventh round anymore. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, things are going to, things are going to be different and, and I'm excited about it. I'm optimistic um, I'm not, my expectations are pretty low for 2022. You know, like you said, if they make the playoffs, fine. If not, it's okay. I think you look at a team like the Eagles, they're kind of in the same, same boat sort of. Um, and I don't think their intentions this season were to even make the playoffs, but that, that ended up happening. Um, so I I could see that the Vikings kind of being like that team this year. And if they're not, then they get a higher draft pick. Um, right. So I don't really see a lose losing scenario with, with the way that they went. Uh, we mentioned, I did or you did uh, Kirk Cousins in there. Um, do you think the hiring of Kevin O'Connell increases, decreases, or really does nothing to the chances of 
the Vikings trading Kirk Cousins this year? Yeah, I think we're probably going to find that out for certain here in the next couple of weeks. But I mean, I've you've seen people say, oh, you know, Kevin O'Connell was Kirk Cousins quarterback's mm-hmm. coach mm-hmm. in Washington. Now, we're kind of grasping at straws if we pretend that we have any idea what type of relationship they had. Mm-hmm. I haven't, mm-hmm. as far as I've seen, you know, there hasn't been any quotes surfacing because who interviews the quarterback's coach, you know? So <laughs> I, I would, no offense to quarterback's coaches, obviously, mm-hmm. but, you know, he could uh, shots, have shots been, at Clint Kubiak. <laughs> right. Okay. I'll take my own shots at Clint Kubiak, but that'll <laughs> save that for Um, But, you know, Kevin O'Connell could have been a part of the crew in Washington that was forcing, that didn't want to bring Cousins back. Right. He could have been part of the brass that wanted to keep franchise taking him and keep bringing him along. There's, we're not really, you know, sure. And maybe he won't even have that much of a say in it. Maybe Quasi's like, nope. This is too much of a cap hit for a quarterback like this. We're moving on from him no matter what, but you can help me decide who comes in next. So I think, you know, I could have envisioned Harbaugh wanting to, you know, stick with Cousins because, I mean, he is a good quarterback. You can debate his cap hit and all that stuff, mm-hmm. but he is a good quarterback. So I could have seen Harbaugh wanting to keep keep things status quo and make, you know, marginal upgrades here and there. I feel like Kevin O'Connell has the freedom and the, the, the lack of, pressure to win now to be able to stomach moving on from a a good quarterback but just one with a little bit too much of a cap hit so i would say the hiring of o'connell probably increases the chances of kirk cousins being moved oh okay yeah i kind of feel the same way i i i feel like what you mentioned about quasi you know kind of being his decision no matter what kind of makes me feel like the hiring doesn't really do a whole lot because he probably has a plan for kirk cousins no matter what and i think o'connell is someone that they probably liked because he's worked with so many different quarterbacks. He's flexible with whoever he's able to work with. He's like, you know, if you want me to work with Cousins, I got experience. I can work with him. If you want me to work with, you know, Kellen Mond or a rookie or or a bridge quarterback, fine, I can do that. I can I can work with him because he's worked with, you know, Johnny Manziel, Mark Sanchez, Alex Smith, you know, Matt Stafford, Jared Goff, you know a variety of different quarterbacks. Um, and so he knows, you know, how to tweak his offense or whatever to fit that each, each quarterback skill set. So I think he was hired based pr- pr- pretty much what you kind of mentioned is his flexibility um, to, to be open to whatever the Vikings are looking to do moving forward. And he's a good offensive coach. Um, so based on Cousins, what would your reaction be if the Vikings an- announced during the next few weeks that they're giving Kirk Cousins another two-year extension? I personally would hope that's immediately followed with announcing that he's also being traded, but <laughs> we don't see too many sign-and-trades in, in the was NFL. Was Alex so Smith I guess. one? I think the Alex Smith kind of one. Might kind of have was. been, I think. I think they signed him to an extension after the Washington yeah. Commanders now. Um, signed right. him to an extension after they got him. But yeah. Yeah. I just, I mean, like I, I'll always reiterate the point, you know, that Kirk haters in air quotes, you know, I don't think too many people say with a straight face that Kirk Cousins is a bad quarterback. He's obviously not, you know, no. he's not randomly getting paid 35, 45 million dollars a year because he's bad. He's a very good quarterback. Sean Mannion's just, bad. Right. Exactly. And apparently come <laughs> on if you ask Mike Zimmer. Yeah. So, you know, I could, I could live with it. I just feel like. You know, Kirk Cousins has played this game, the contract game, the right way. He's set himself up yeah. to get a solid, solid payday. 
and kudos to him for that. I just struggle to see how the Vikings can field a, you know, a more than wild card competitive roster around him. Yep. I mean, it's going to take near perfect draft classes and hitting on every free agent for that to go well. And as we've seen the last three, four years, is that's just it's a way easier said than done. For sure. Yeah. Um, I think the opportunity this offseason specifically too, where there could be around ten different teams looking to, you know, upgrade their quarterback situation or just change it in general. You know, you think about the Steelers, think about the Bucks now. Uh, let's see, they're off the top of my head. Maybe even the Texans if they get rid of Deshaun Watson. The Niners in there because Kyle Shanahan, that connection is always going to be there. Um, a, the Saints, Broncos. Bronco, oh, yeah, of course. Broncos and the George Payton connection. Yeah, there's a lot of teams that are going to be looking for quarterbacks. And, you know, we don't know if it's going to be like this next year. Teams are obviously, there's always teams every year, but it seems like this year there's more than, than normal the amount of teams that are looking for a quarterback. And if you can get someone to give you a first round pick or even maybe like a high second, mid second round pick for Kirk Cousins, that's going to be tough for the Vikings to pass up. Um, you know, cause you mentioned how it's going to be tough for them to build around Kirk Cousins. If he gets, you know, more money from the Vikings or whatever, cause, cause yeah, he needs people keep arguing, you know, he needs a better offensive line. He needs a better defense. Well, they can't get a better offensive line or a better defense if they don't have the money because Kirk Cousins is getting that money and people are like, oh, the cap's a myth. But eventually it's not. Exactly. And eventually you got to figure out, you know, a way to get around that um, and, and move on. I think he was brought here in 2018 to try and help them win a Super Bowl. That did not happen. Uh, now, can he go and pull a Matt Stafford or whatever and help another team get to a Super Bowl? Sure. But he needs to go to a team that's more ready for him for them to just kind of plug and play which is what the vikings were in 2018 right it didn't work out um so you look you know at a team like the steelers or the broncos something like that where they've got a bunch of pieces already in place they just need a better quarterback and yes cousins is a good quarterback just the situation that he's in and the vikings and the one that the vikings are heading in is not the same they're not both heading in the same direction um, I think that's kind of the part where some people miss, like when you say like, oh, the the Vikings should move on from Kirk Cousins or or get rid of him. It's not a shot at Kirk Cousins. Um, it's just you got to look at the bigger picture. Like you said in the, earlier, they're not going to win the Super Bowl in 2022. Sorry, they're not going to be the Bengals and go from, you know, zero to first. It's not going to happen. Um, so the best situation I feel like for them to do is is move on from Kirk Cousins and last resort would just be to let him ride out that that cap that forty five million and because yeah he's I've I've heard that he's not he's not looking for a discount I've seen a lot of people like oh he, he can take twenty million or twenty five million a year he's not doing that <laughs> no never he's not have when has he ever taken a discount anywhere he's been you know what he wants to make as much money as possible and that's fine. Uh, but if he wants to do that, then he can do that with some other team. Uh, all right, moving on. So there's some talk, given his connection, well, I guess work history with, with expected Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell, that, that former Vikings offensive coordinator John D. Filippo could return 
to Minnesota, possibly as an offensive coordinator, although I did just see Eric Bieniemy's contract uh, expired with the Chiefs, so he's technically available right now if they want to do that uh, as well. But what would what would you think about maybe DeFilippo returning to the Vikings? Because um, I believe he was offensive coordinator for the Browns when O'Connell was the quarterbacks coach for the Browns. Gotcha. I mean, the whole fiasco that was 2018 with John Filippo, I feel like it was mostly, I don't know, instigated by Mike Zimmer and wanting to run the football. What? So no. with Mike Zimmer out of the yeah. picture, I mean, yeah. maybe John Filippo's got, you know, mm-hmm. less, less pressure. And I mean, Kevin O'Connell's probably calling the plays in Minnesota. So yeah, I, offensive I coordinator that yeah. is much of a big deal. I don't, I don't necessarily see. So I, <clears throat> wouldn't have John D. Filippo as my first, you know, right, right. choice by any means, but you know, I can see the logic there and he wants his shotgun, you know, yeah. passes. And I did see someone reporting who, you know, I didn't fact check this, but it saw from a tweet with a blue check that uh hey, hey Kevin man. O'Connell was the main perpetrator in the Rams doing more shotgun oh, eleven yeah. personnel passes. And still making their offense a success without yeah. having the under center play action passes. So, you know, maybe that would be a good mold there, I guess. I I'm not sure. And I did yeah. I did see that Eric Bienemy uh news as well that he's technically a, a free agent. Now yeah. his name gets thrown out just because obviously he's the offensive coordinator of one of the best offenses in football the last however many years. So mm-hmm. and plus he, you know, he used to coach. In Minnesota, mm-hmm. so he's mm-hmm. he knows the Wilfs already, so mm-hmm. maybe that is an actual possibility. I, if he's not getting a head coach job, I don't know why he'd want to leave Kansas City, but right. maybe yeah. he can get paid substantially more by a team that has a defensive head coach. I'm not or, sure. Yeah, and he might, you know, you mentioned Kevin O'Connell calling the plays. I don't, I don't, I'm not so sure he's gonna do that yet. Um, so maybe Bienemy might see that as an opportunity to, to show that he can call plays. Um, and run an offense, which that doesn't have Patrick Mahomes, because I think right. that's that's what some people are kind of holding against him right now. Um, he interviewed for the Saints job, and I think he was a finalist. Uh, but they just so. the news dropped that they're going with Dennis Allen a little while ago as their head coach. So uh, very exciting hire for that. Um, also, Lovey Smith to get back to the Texans. Uh, I'm, I'm not. I don't understand that. Who knows? Do you understand anything that the Texans have done the last <laughs> no, two years? No. no. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't, uh, yeah, uh, that's a team I'm glad I don't root for. Um, agreed, but yeah, with DeFilippo, I think even if he came in as like a quarterback's coach, I think that'd be good because I think O'Connell's going to be looking for guys that have experience because of his lack of experience, uh, coaching. And I don't think, I think he's been in the league since 2015 as a coach. I know he's been there as a player, uh, but as a coach, he's been coaching only since 2015. And DeFilippo, I think, has been, he's got 15 years of, coaching experience he was with the eagles of course when they won super bowl i think he was the quarterback's coach for them and he's gone to the jaguars and he was with the bears last year helping out with justin fields so i uh i don't think i'd have a problem with de filippo depending on his role um i'd be a little hesitant to give him the play calling duties just because when he did call runs for the vikings i don't know if it was this was in spite of zimmer and he just wanted to like you know Here's your run play, blah, blah, blah. Right. It seemed like every run play he called was up the gut. And it's like, 
you got Dalvin Cook, like, you know, let's let's get something a little more uh, you know, modern, I guess. Right. Yeah, I would assume that the the wide zone is still a very big part of the yeah. Vikings running offense now. And as long as I agreed, I don't think anybody wants to see a gap power over and over and over again. No, no, no. Like this is, we, yeah, this is not nineteen ninety four or whatever. Um we kinda kinda talked about this earlier, but do you care if the Vikings make the playoffs in twenty twenty two? I mean, we can say all off season long, oh I don't care, tank, you blah, blah, blah. But but once it's in season, you're not gonna be <laughs> sitting there like, Oh, I hope Justin Jefferson drops this touchdown pass. Right. Like obviously, you know, they're in the playoffs and like like Eagles fans this year, like yep. you you alluded to earlier. You know, were they expecting playoffs? Absolutely not. Yeah. There's probably more people that expected them to be picking number one overall than making yeah. the playoffs. So, and I don't think they're upset. I mean, obviously, they also have three first round picks that the Vikings yeah. don't have that luxury. So they definitely right have now. that. Right, right. Kirk Cousins traded. You never know. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'll be rooting for it. I don't necessarily, you know, like this year, it was kind of like I want the playoffs, but at this point, do we even deserve the playoffs? Type of deal is right. just. It's just been agonizing, and it'd be nice to, you know, have a fresh start, low expectations. Because I mean, a nine and eight season under Kevin O'Connell is going to feel way better than a nine and eight season felt under Mike Zimmer. Yeah, that's so, that's very true. Yeah, I think I think there won't be as much disappointment right. if the Vikings miss the playoffs in twenty twenty two. Like this year it was like, and I don't even know if there was disappointment this year because I think people were just over the season probably like th- three fourths of the way through, like. Okay, they might make it, they might not. But like, if they get in the playoffs, are they going to do anything? Probably not. Right. Um, but yeah, like you said, you're always going to root for them to win. I don't ever understand the people who are like, "Let's tank," and I'm like, "Like, who's that? Who's that fun for? Like, do you want to watch them be the Jets? Like, the Jaguars? Did they have the great? The Jaguars fans have so much fun last year watching their team win <laughs> what like three or four games? No, right. I don't think so." Um, I and people are like, well, you get a better draft pick, and I'm like, if you get a pick that's in the top five, okay, but any pick after that, like, there's not a whole lot of difference after the top five as far as draft picks go. I mean, the Vikings got Justin Jefferson and what pick 22. Yep. Um, they've gotten a lot of other draft picks later in the round, so I don't really care about draft position unless you're going to get one of the top few picks um which i don't want the vikings to be that bad i uh i understand rebuilding but please do not just tank everybody because uh then you'll have nobody in the stands uh one of the games all right so i'll leave you with this while i stop rambling who is someone that would cause you to be absolutely shocked if news dropped that the vikings have traded or released them this offseason um, that's a good one because there's a lot of mm-hmm. veteran players out there that you know could be released for cap casualty purposes. Yep. I would say the most shocked one I would be would probably be Adam Thielen. I know he's got a really high cap hit yep. for a receiver, but you can afford to have a really high cap hit when your best wide receiver is on a rookie contract for sure. You know, and I just I get that there's the whole you know whatever you want, you know, don't want to call it analytics, you know, if that's <coughs> how crazy Adolfo Mensa data, is. Data, data. Right, data. data, the research and development. Yeah, yeah. Now, there might be a lot of signs that point to 
you know, maybe, and I know wide receiver is one of the most important positions in terms, if you're looking at it that way too. So that'd be another reason not to get rid of them, but I just, I can't see the the team, you know, wanting to like, Oh, here's a new era. We're going to get rid of this homegrown talent. So, I mean, there's, there's politics that play into this too. You know, did we, do you, is a team really going to face getting rid of the Minnesota born and raised player who, I mean, he's just one of the best feel good stories in the NFL. He really is his first three. I mean, finally we don't hear it anymore, but for how many years did every broadcast bring up (laughs) undrafted free agent out of Minnesota Mankato? (laughs) Dental equipment. Yeah. It's like, we get it. All right. Like, and it is a great feel good story. You don't see that ever, especially becoming such a great player that he is. But I just, I can't see the team wanting to do that. I mean, KJ Osborne was great. Is he going to be a number two receiver? I would be more comfortable if he was just number three. Yeah. I don't necessarily want to say, yep, you did well enough. Here you go. You're playing 90% of snaps. You know, I just don't feel as if we've got the depth for that. If he, I mean, then that just adds another need, you know, yeah. right cool. now, wide receiver is not the biggest need. Yeah. I mean, I'll always advocate for more, more guys in the building, but as of right now, I just don't think that would make much sense. Yeah, and I think it depends on probably what they do or want to do in the draft um, as well because there's guys that you can just bring in, plug and play, a la Justin Jefferson. Um, with Thielen, I feel like, and with all these guys really, I think is going to, unlike maybe the past regime where they look at these guys and kind of just look at the production overall, I think Kwesi's going to take a look and like look at game by game, play by play, like was you know, Adam Thielen or Eric Kendricks or Harrison Smith, were they worth the amount of money, you know, every play that they're on the field that they're getting paid? Um, And if they're not, he's going to probably make a move that people don't like. With Thielen, though, I feel like that might have to be one that ownership approves of because because of he's a Minnesota guy and how much probably he means to... I mean, you live in Minnesota, so you probably see his face on lots of stuff out there. Um and you know he lives there. He's from there, playing for his favorite team. Um, and nobody wants to see him go play for a team like the Packers or the Bears. Like that would be, that's that's like Brett Favre playing for the Vikings, probably for it's torture. For, yeah. So I think that would probably that might even be one that where ownerships like, no, nah, we're not going to do that. Yeah. Um, but you know. Lots of guys are going to be on the chopping block. Kirk Cousins, uh, Harrison Smith, Eric Kendricks, Neil Hunter, Michael Pierce, Adam Thielen. Um, I'm not so much Dalvin Cook because his, his contract, like even if they trade him or release him, it doesn't really, it frees up like $2 million. So it's not even really, you're not doing a whole lot. I guess if you want to just move on from him, I, I guess. Maybe something goes on with his, his legal issues where you don't want to be a part of him. But as far as just moving on from him to create cap space it's not really going to do a whole lot um what which guy would i be shocked by i think i'd be shocked uh, it's hard i feel like daniel hunter because yeah. he, he's the youngest i feel like edge rushers especially of his caliber are harder to come by and they're more valued for more data driven what people are looking at you look at the 49ers and how all their Pass, rusher, pass rushers that they have. You go back to the Browns, Quasi's previous team, and all the pass rushers they had. Like, 
that's a position that is valued high. Um, so I'd be surprised if they can't work at least work something out with Daniel Hunter. Now that might depend on Andre Patterson sticking around as a defensive line coach or, or some role with the Vikings, which I don't know what's going to happen because guys seem to be uh, fleeing to other places, but we'll see see what happens with that. Um, that's all I have today for you, Grant. Where can people follow you on Twitter? Uh, you can follow me at uh, Grant underscore Schwieger. Schwieger is spelled S-C-H-W-I-E-G-E-R. So that was Grant underscore Schwieger. There you go. Follow him. Uh, check out his stuff on the Viking Age, too. He just dropped something. Ranked all 10 of Rick Spielman's draft classes, I believe. I don't want to spoil number one, but number two, you had 2020. I, that kind of, I was a little shocked by that, but I think I, reading it, I realized that Rick Spielman's draft classes, like he had one or two each draft, but not a whole lot of them were like, wow, it's a really good draft. Right. Um, so, Explains why he's out yeah. of a job. I think people can figure out what number one is. Uh, not yeah. to give it away, but it's pretty pretty easy to figure out. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's all we got for today. Make sure to check out his stuff on the Viking Age. Follow him on Twitter. Follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. Subscribe to this podcast on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. But until next time, we will talk to you later. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.